Daytona in the books. Wild, wild weekend. And we can't even end it on a Monday. Can't even really almost end it on a, two, uh, on a, on a Monday. It ended Tuesday night at, you know, 12 a.m. in the morning. Um, rain soaked out the weekend. We really didn't even race on the weekend. So uh, let's go ahead and dive into it. Welcome to another episode of the Armchair Crew Chief. My name is Jordan. I am joined with my lovely wife, Rebecca. And before we get started, if you guys don't mind, go ahead and like, comment, and share this podcast so we can get it bigger and bigger and hopefully bring some big names on here uh, in the future and a little bit more talking outside of just race results, which I know you guys do like, but trying to expand it. So let's go ahead and dive into everything. Uh, We're going to go ahead and start off with the truck race because that did run Friday night at its scheduled time. And then we'll go into the whole mishap craziness of Daytona and rain. So let's go ahead and dive into it with qualifying. Our top 10 qualifying going from 10 to 1st. Thad Moffitt, 10th. Bailey Curry, 9th. Tanner Gray, 8th. Daniel Dye, 7th. Nick Sanchez qualified 6th. Ankrum, 5th. Mills, 4th. Corey LaJoy running the trucks qualified third johnny Sauter second and ty majeski first some of the notables that were not in this part of it matt craft in 11th and uh stewart friesen 17th dean thompson 15th um grant infinger 22nd christian eckes 25th and just moving on forward So, just running through the whole race, we'll go ahead and talk about our Stage 1 and Stage 2, and then we'll recap a little bit of what we saw, and then go on to your Stage 1. So, your top five out of Stage 1 were Taylor Gray, Tyler Ankrum, Bailey Curry, Ty Majeski, and Johnny Sauter winning the stage. Moving over to Stage 2, we had Ben Rhodes, 5th, Daniel Dye, Matt Crafton, Christian Eckes, and Tyler Ankrum winning the stage. So... This race was your usual, I'm going to say your usual, even though I think it was a little bit more hectic, uh, wreck fest that trucks like to put out there. I think they had a record of most cautions. So speaking of that, it was a record, 18 cautions. And uh, Surprisingly, though, there was that many. I feel like there was some really good racing, though. Yeah, see, that's where we differ because I think it was just a total wreck fest. And I know a lot of people were saying the same thing about what a, what an embarrassment this was going I think, out there running. I can see how people can say that because of all the crashes and everything. I think whatever aero package they used for the trucks was terrible because everyone was loose. You could see the air going over and things yeah. rippling on all of the trucks. And it was like, if you did not hit them square on, somebody's wrecking. I mean, you're off by just a millimeter and someone's wrecking. But that's how the trucks were last year, too. I mean, it's it's like if you... But it's like, I don't think you can change the fact on people of them crashing so much when the air is so bad. Yeah, that that is true. And then to, to some people saying, you know, if you had somebody like a Kyle Bush or the veterans in there... I still think they're going to wreck. Oh, it's, yeah, they're definitely going to wreck. It's, uh, there being no, and we say veterans, because, I mean, you do have Crafton in there. 
who's been racing this for ages and you know uh Enfinger in there who's mm-hmm. up there <clears throat> we're talking about like cup series people out there racing these trucks which you know Cobb Bush used to dominate he dominated but he always said up and down that the reason I run it is because I'm the only one that can bring money in everybody knows trucks is trucks is expensive one because you're tearing up vehicles left and right mm-hmm. but two because there's not a lot of money to be made in there which you know to blame you could blame NASCAR for that and Fox that run all the Definitely. truck races because they're running them at weird hours and all that. Yeah. But there, I mean, there was a ton of wrecks. There was one, uh, the 17 truck got airborne. And I mean, they had the big, big wreck towards the end and it was, it was nuts. Um, it was, it was the 17 that would, somebody said it was almost like, um, you were skateboarding or something, Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk, because yeah. the way the truck got up and it went like, up on grinded on the other on the other truck and then slid back down. Right. So it was <clears throat> it was wild. That was the last. That was a, one of the last. I think it was the last caution or second to last caution that was out there um, that caused that that wreck and it collected everybody. And yeah. that was one of those. That was actually caused by Raja. And Corey LaJoy, but it wasn't so much due to inexperience. It was due to like what you were saying with the aero package and just barely clipping somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's another story for something to talk about later. Um, we got some information on that. Um, but just going on to the winner, we'll go ahead and give you your top 10. We'll start 10 down to 1. Eckes finished 10th. Uh, Brian Dozat, Dozat finished ninth timmy hill finished eighth and you know there was a lot of wrecking if you know no disrespect to timmy but he doesn't have equipment to run anywhere up near the top <clears throat> and to see him finish eighth matt crafton seventh stephen parsons sixth spencer boyd fifth brett holmes fourth caruth third heim second and our winner it was nick sanchez getting his his win very first one yeah, very first Craftsman Truck Series victory of his young career is what they stayed out. So going back into, um, go well, ahead. I just think it was it was funny because it was his first win, and I don't think it it uh, he like totally got that he won. He didn't seem very excited, like he was happy, but it looked like it didn't sink in that he actually won the race. And this is a big win too because he came out and he said. Um, to go in there, he says it's huge. Obviously, we had a new technical partner with Spire, our first race with them. What a better way to start a partnership! <clears throat> His sponsor, Gainbridge, has stuck with him, and they were winless last year. They all deserve it, and they're going to celebrate with me. Going back to with that whole idea of Spire, they talked to Caruth because of what we were talking about with the the wreck. And he says he keeps trying to play it back differently, which he needs to not do that. That's going to get you hurt and, yeah. and screw up your career. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just went on to thank Rick Hendrick, Hendrick Cars, who's sponsoring him, and what they said. The thing that kind of set wrong with a lot of people was at the very end, before they talked to Raja, I think it was before they talked to Raja. I could be wrong. It could have been right after. I think it was right after. Right after. Bubba Wallace comes up. 
and he starts talking to Raja. Raja wants to shake his hand and like walk away, and Bubba like grabs him and pulls him aside away from the cameras and starts talking to him like with Bubba's back to the camera so you can't read his lips. Also, and he had his hoodie up, just looking like you don't know who I am, really, kind of like trying to. Yeah, he's trying to be inconspicuous. Yeah, and which... it was like it was real odd because he like put his hand on his chest and pushed him like almost like he was mad at him. Like it was very strange. Yeah, it was only I Yeah, I could I, I see the mad part. I think it was more of those he was trying to stress it and he's trying to fill a mentor role, which I don't think Raja wants him there. I could be wrong. Could be one hundred percent wrong on that. I, I think it's it's more you know, you got you got two African American drivers in the sport and so they think <clears throat> Bubba thinks they should stick together. Which I mean, Raja has come out and said his favorite driver is like Jimmy Johnson, and he he loves Hendrick Motorsports, and mm-hmm. I mean it, that, that's as much as I don't like that. At least he's teaming up with somebody that he respects very deeply, and hopefully he can listen, and hopefully Rick Hendrick doesn't screw him up like he likes to do with a lot of his other drivers. Turn him into little. Which minions. luckily he's with Spire. I mean. Spire has a technical alliance with Hendrick when it comes to engines and so on. Mm-hmm. But that that's something to keep an eye on and see how that plays out going forward with Raja and Bubba Wallace and how that relationship happens, whether it turns for the good, for the bad. <clears throat> I'm, I'm neutral on it right now, but there are some tendencies that kind of make me want to lean to it being bad. I I don't really care. It just was very odd to watch it. Like, the body language was very odd. It was like, Raja was, like, done talking to him, and then it was like, Bubba was like, I'm not done talking to you, and, like, shoved him. Like, come over here and talk with me. Kind of. So, that was just very strange right after the race, and, like, them having the camera on it, too. It was very right. weird. Right. That, <clears throat> so, with that being said, uh, we move over to the ARCA race, which the the ARCA race was supposed to happen Saturday afternoon, early afternoon, and that got scrapped and pushed back to after the truck race. But with the truck race running so late, I think the truck race ended at like 11 or something like that. ARCA didn't start until like midnight mm-hmm. and then ran. <clears throat> so uh, with that being said, I think it was, and we won't go too much into it, there was a lot of controversy in this race. Um, Tony Bredinger came out and she made a comment to the fact of the guy that actually won this race. Gus Dean is his name. Um, that, you know, dad pays his paycheck and he doesn't care about wrecking people, even his teammates. And he doesn't care about being a teammate and racing with other, anybody else, which I mean, that's going to. <clears throat> that's going to get him here, but I mean, it's Arca, so he's got to get the money somewhere. So she, she calls him out for, you know, daddy's paying your, your way in while I'm trying to beat, work my butt off to get up here. Plus I'm a female, so I'm behind the eight ball as well. And, you know, she had some points. If you look at everything, um, cause he did cause some, I think he knocked, he knocked her out and he knocked a few other people out. Um, Shane Van Ginsbergen ran this race. Um, that's pretty controversial as did well. Did he actually run the race? He did run the race. He Well, he got knocked out. He ran 26 laps, it says. Um, and he finished 29th. 
but that's controversial because he, when qualifying, he did not qualify for this race. Yeah. <clears throat> and rumor has it that I don't know if it was track house or, uh, it's gotta be track house doing it. Not colleague. Um, Vans, again, ugh, SVG's running Xfinity for colleague, mm-hmm. even though he is a track house driver. Mm-hmm. Uh, we see the same thing with Zane Smith up in the cup series run inspire track house. But he didn't qualify, and the rumor has it that whoever it was, probably Collig, so they could get him in the car, is what it sounds like. And Matt Collig, I, I could see him doing something like this. I'm not going to call him out for it because who knows. But they paid $100,000 for the last team that was – because he just got knocked out by one. <clears throat> for that team to say, oh, we're not going to race. Yeah. So SVG got in the race and ran, and he ran like you know, very little laps. But and... he had to run so that he could run Xfinity. Yes, but no, because NASCAR was bending the rules, from what I've heard, and or what I can gather from it. And they were, oh well, we saw him qualify, we saw him practice. That's good enough for him to run Xfinity. Which, if that was a female doing it. Yeah, or you know, like what happened before. Yeah, with uh, Jen Joe Cobb had this issue. Mm-hmm. Where was it Talladega? They wouldn't let her run. It was Daytona too. Was I think. I think it was Talladega. The one you're thinking about is Talladega, <clears throat> but they wouldn't let Jennifer Joe Cobb run trucks. I think it was. They wouldn't let her run trucks at the Super Speedway because she didn't have enough experience behind the the truck yeah. for it, which is so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean that. You're starting to act She's like been Formula around one. for a long time. Yeah. But anyway, so $100,000 goes to that one team. The <laughs> SVG probably, runs. They probably like won the race with that. <laughs> SVG runs 23 laps uh, out of, you know, Gustine 184. The But what stole the show, and I think it was Thomas Anunziata. <clears throat> I think it was him, the 44 car. I could be wrong, but I think it was him. They talked to him, and he said... I quote, I'm going to put the pedal to the floor until I see checkers or I see God. <laughs> and that, you know, <laughs> if you can't pull any quote out of this weekend, that's one that's just a classic. And it's making the rounds on socials if you haven't seen it. So that was that was pretty cool and pretty funny to see and hear, hear him say that. Uh, <clears throat> but, yeah, Gustine wins it. Very controversial. People calling him out. For how he raced everybody, um, you know, can't really say too much about it because I was sleeping during that race because it was so stinking late. Yeah, I don't um, watch it. But moving forward with that, watching so Cup Series qual- uh, practice Friday morning or Friday afternoon before trucks got out all, got out on the track, and Toyotas seven out of the eight Toyotas which they ran 20-something-plus laps. Uh, the other Toyota was Martin Truex Jr., which only ran four laps. They went to the top of the leaderboard on speed. Mm-hmm. They they surprised everybody, as we talked about in our last podcast, where you know they look like pure crap yeah. on single-car qualifying, but in the duels, they, they had it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so we had that happen. Then we go, and we had... Uh, Xfinity practice on the morning. It was it was pretty they much had, the morning. Did they morning have practice afternoon. or did they have just qualified? No, they practiced. 
They practiced in the beginning because it was supposed to be – they practiced in the morning, and then it was supposed to be Cup Series practice and then qualifying and then racing, then ARCA, then Xfinity. So, they did get qualifying in, though. They did get qualifying in, yes. Uh, so <clears> – <throat> Watching and and I could be mistaken. This could be this could have been practice on Friday too. I don't remember the time frames of it, but I I observed it looked like the cars were running faster. Xfinity cars, single car, not yes. in groups. Yeah, single car. They were they definitely looked like they were. Running but a they lot were running. Faster. Looking at the speeds, they were still like two seconds slower. Like the group pack racing was two seconds slower. Than Cup Series, and I think mm-hmm. they were like a second and a half slower single car than Cup Series, but they were real close. Yeah, they they just I don't know if it's the new body styles of the of the mm-hmm. Cup cars and like the sound was different. They seemed so much slower. Yeah, they but did. The, and the Xfinity seemed like it was like a lot faster, but I guess not. Yeah, Xfinity seemed faster. Um, <clears throat> so moving on, we were going to have. The uh, the races they actually postponed Xfinity race to Monday at eleven uh, eleven a.m. and then they were going to run Cup on th- Sunday. Well, I mean it rained so much, and I think they got over an inch of rain on Sunday, so they postponed all the races. Then it rained Monday morning, <laughs> and they had to postpone they the Xfinity race, Xfinity race to, to after. after started around nine o'clock in the evening at night but and before all the races <clears throat> even started there was a crash <clears throat> on the track two jet dryers collided yeah two, so that made an, an additional mess to clean up well I, luckily i think they were able to get that done quickly but yeah. yeah and as everybody says you know juan pablo it was juan pablo was driving one of those that or he must have had you know you know whenever you feel like somebody's talking about you and their name comes to their head you know he could have been sitting somewhere minding his own business and you know the next thing pops in his head is jet dryer (laughs) 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 so moving on let's go ahead and talk about we'll we'll, we'll leave the cup series race to to last since that's usually the last thing to talk about so let's go ahead and go into are qualifying for Xfinity Series. Xfinity, Xfinity Series, top 10, starting at 10, going to 1. Alfredo got 10th. Uh, Parker Retzlaff, John Hunter Nemechek, 8th. Jeremy Clement, 7th. Algar, 6th. SVG, 5th. Parker Kligerman, 4th. Almondinger, 3rd. Austin Hill, 2nd. Jesse Love, 1st. So RCR took the front row um, there. Then just going into Stage 1... Jesse Love took that stage. He drove. Yeah, he did, he, uh, he he did all the the laps. I think. Yeah, I think you're right. Like from what laps. I heard, um, <clears throat> then Austin Hill got second. Kligerman got third. Anthony Alfredo fourth. Jeb Burton fifth. Sheldon Creed sixth. John Hunter seventh. AJ Allmendinger eighth. Algar ninth. And Ryan Truex tenth. Then moving over into stage two, we had Austin Hill win that one. Sammy Smith, Sheldon Creed. Cole Custer, fifth was Ryan Sieg, sixth was Ryan Truex, Riley Herbst sitting there at seventh, Allgaier eighth, ninth was the Dinger, and tenth was Brandon Jones. And just to put this into perspective for the people out there listening, you had A.J. Allmendinger, you had 
Riley Herfs. Daniel Suarez. Daniel Suarez was running, and we didn't even mention Suarez in this thing because he actually got taken out. So I'm not even going to include him in this race because oh, he, he, he got, got taken, taken out, out early. pretty early. Yeah. He got taken out early. Um, John Hunter Neiman check. John Hunter Neiman Those guys uh, ran both races. Uh, they ran the Cup Series and they ran, yep, Double Duty ran Cup Series and they ran the um, Xfinity Series. So, kind of going back into it before we talk about who who won, you know, unfortunately, Haley Deegan got bit by the bug uh, yet again. Yeah, she, I was so sad because I wanted to see how she would do in a car because I think she's so much better in a car than the trucks. And she got wrapped up in the Suarez crash, which was only like a few laps in. And... She had nowhere to go, and she just ran in the back of him. Right. And, you know, unfortunately, you, you had Frankie Munez, who was running in that race. He finished in the back. There's rumor that he has a partial owner, taking a partial ownership in one of these small teams. I can't remember who it was, if it's the same one he's running or not. It's something with J.J. Yaley, maybe. I don't, I don't remember. I don't know the exact details. I just saw that he's buying a partial ownership. So I think he's trying to buy his ride so he can run an Xfinity. Mm. So, um but yeah, that was there. A lot of these guys beating and banging, losing tires. Uh, yeah, John Hunter too. Oh, good night. I was like, he should have just parked it. He's he was making mistakes in both races, like bad, bad. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah, it was it was it was rough. Um, yeah, they had a good amount of uh, cautions. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I can't. I didn't. Ha- I don't have the details on. How many cautions there are there were in that? Um, <clears throat> John Hunter, yeah, did cause a lot of wrecks. Um, Allgaier and Cole Custer. It seems like Allgaier was going around all the time, and he did this last year too uh, at Daytona. But he was still in the mix. Yeah, last year. Austin Hill uh, got in a got in a crash. He got a penalty on on pit road. Yeah, he he uh, uh, he sent it too hard down so what they were saying was is he came down in third gear instead of second gear so he had his he had his lights right and if you guys don't know they have lights on the cars or truck series has one light uh no because they have digital dash now too they have lights that go around the uh, the tachometer because they don't have speedometers in these cars and they tell the guys you know nine red here six green so on and that's how they know their speeds and their timing lines so they don't get caught speeding on pit road well austin hill had his in third gear so when his lights lit up he was going a lot faster than what he should have been going <laughs> and he slid he slid through his box too, he slid through his up. box yep i think they had so they they caught him for speeding and they caught him for unsafe entry into the pit box yeah for that penalty mm-hmm. and then he came around because he cut a tire too um, he had a flat tire as well, I think, like f- six laps after that penalty. So he got caught all in in a mess there. So, uh, yeah, th- I don't know. It, it That was interesting. It seemed to be some good racing going through. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Creed moving up and down. Yeah, he I was. I mean, he showed some. He was. I was. I was really rooting for him. I really wanted him to win. Ryan Truex yet again shows when you look at the the final laps it does not show it in in the the results 
but he was up there yes, hanging with everybody. He, he caught he got caught in a wreck. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so unfortunately, with him, you know. And see, if that last wreck wouldn't have happened, too, Sheldon Creed would have had a better chance of winning because um, they just left it go, and then it was just two cars basically out there, and you can't run. Like right. That. You can't yeah. so catch the, very, the person in front of the, you. So Sheldon Creed, so Austin Hill won the race. This is his third Daytona Xfinity race win in a row. Um, he, or and I should say, you know, what do you wouldn't call it winter race? I wouldn't call it spring race. First race, um, but he was out there running, and he was leading. Sheldon Cree was catching, and he had the the push from Ryan Truex, I think, and I can't remember who else was up there with them. And they got tied up and tangled up and spun, and so that you know Creed lost his drafting yeah. help, and it just left them dead in the water. Yeah. <clears throat> and Austin so Hill just ran away with it. Yep. He couldn't get up there. So with that being said, our final um our our final top, you know, top ten for the race, Xfinity race, Austin Hill won it, Sheldon Creed second, Parker Retzlaff third, Jordan Anderson fourth, which who know it looked like he was gonna win this yeah, race it too. He did. He was up there in the beginning of the after the caution. And for those who don't know, Jordan Anderson is the son-in-law of the great crew chief. Um, Larry Mack. Larry Mack. Yeah, I lost his name in the back of my head. Larry Mack was actually supposed to be on the pit booth with him, or on, on the box with him, but he had to go back to run to do the, the race because, and these are almost the same exact words I said last night, God forbid Fox leaves their whole crew at the racetrack instead of flying them back, which I think is silly. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, Jordan Anderson, fourth, Chandler Smith, fifth, Riley Hurst, sixth, John Hunter, seventh, Justin Allgaier, eighth. There he goes again, you know, scoring another top 10 at a super speedway. Um, Brandon Jones, ninth, Elmer Dinger, 10th. Other notables in there were SVG at 12th, Cole Custer, was 13th custer led six laps which i'm surprised because he got in that crash he got one of those crashes and it was bad yeah natalie decker was a big surprise to people yes she was up she was up in the she top. led seven laps yeah mm-hmm. and she, and was, she running. was staying up there for a while and and she got the luck of the uh the draw though too because of the um qualify uh the end of the stage it it uh, I think she got a caution or something where they were able to pit and and keep almost all their track position, mm. but it you know it kind of crapped out on her unfortunately. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that was unfortunate with that. Jesse Love twentieth, Truex finished twenty first, Sammy Smith twenty third, <clears throat> Parker Kligerman. 25th. I think Parker's going to be doing... I, th- I think the, the guys you're going to see up there battling on a, on a consistent basis are you're going to have Austin Hill up there, mm-hmm. Sheldon Creed, mm-hmm. Allgaier, mm-hmm. and, you know, Parker, Parker Kligerman. There, yeah. Cole Custer, I think he will be up there. Oh, I don't probably. <clears throat> I don't see him winning as much as... I mean, he only won three races last year when he won the championship. Yeah. So, I... I don't know. Riley Hurst, I think, is is a surprise. 
I, I yeah, say a he surprise. Made, he made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, he made a lot of mistakes <laughs> last year, and that's why I say no. He made a lot of mistakes in the race. So if he can get his mistakes done, because he that's what hurt him last year too. That's why I say he's a surprise, but not really a surprise, because he consistently ran up top, but. Yeah. It was his own mistakes or the one time it was his team's mistakes that messed him up. Mm-hmm. And he just, you know, he didn't get it going. Yeah. So it, it's one of those that it's like, can he get out of his own way or not? Mm-hmm. I think Algar is going to win it. I, I was pointing to SVG, which he did decent. But I think Algar is going to win championship this year. Re going back to some stuff that I was saying I don't know. In the beginning. I don't know. Um, I think Sheldon Creed could get his first win, and he could make a good show of it. I think he's going to rub it in in ORC's face if he gets a championship. I really hope so. I wanted him to win so bad. I wanted him to stick it to the man so bad. And he was so close. And that's what just keeps happening to him. And I was like, I want him to win. So, going back to RCR and that stuff... So in the booth with, I, I I don't know his name. That's calling the the race, the like the Rick Allen or the 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 Mike Joy, of I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my head, but yeah. it's him and Mikey, and usually for a while there they'll they'll put a Cup Series guy in there. Yeah, <clears throat> but with Cup Series running right after, they didn't do it, so they threw Andy Petrie in there. Mm. If you don't know who Andy Petrie is, we're not talking about his history because he was he was with Senior, right? Dell Senior, with some stuff. I'm not. Sure. He's I he's he's mixed in with a lot of the 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 rich history of NASCAR in the 90s, yeah, and early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I think he was with DEI and did some stuff with either Junior or Senior, mm-hmm. but he is an RCR employee. He. Got into it with Sheldon Creed after Austin Hill did his stupid, and it's still stupid. I don't care. I will tell that to his face how he acted that one race where they were racing with Sheldon oh, Creed because it was a definitely. clean race, and he goes and and makes a donkey of himself. Yes. But anyway, so they both yell at Sheldon Creed. Sheldon Creed's like, "I can't wait to get out of this RCR," and that should be red flags everywhere for RCR. Anyway, yes. so he's up there calling the race, and he's playing favorites. Which we've are you can't. I made a comment during the race. It's like I'm sorry, you're not an RCR employee right now. You're a Fox Sports broadcaster. Do that. Dale Earnhardt Jr. does a good job at that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, Tony Stewart does a decent job at that. He's not a good broadcaster, yeah, but he good does a good job at trying to keep things separate. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's what some of these other guys don't do. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do it. And they called him out. Uh, on social media saying, you know, they were, you know, patsying for RCR and Austin Hill with Andy Petrie in the booth. And the way Andy Petrie was calling the race, too, it's like... And I feel like this is kind of how the the culture of NASCAR is being lately. It's just like, whoever has a lot of money and is putting in it, they're like, oh, everybody is like up their butts. Michael Jordan's a good example. Okay. But I mean, but like the commentator, like everyone, it's like, it's like a, well, it's been like, it's that like for everyone a while. has to, has to like f- fall all over them. Like, well, and go, it's really annoying. Go back. What? Four years, three years ago, more than four years ago with Jeff Gordon in the booth for as long as he was. 
He hit, he hit it though. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him that. He hit it, but at the same no, he didn't. He hit it a little. He hit it. I get fifty fifty. I would say he hit it, but he's he's like he's gonna take over Hendrick when Rick Hendrick either dies or says I'm done with this. I feel like he's already taking over because the he cars are much doing has. exactly what him and Jimmy Johnson used Probably to do. Probably so. On the track. Rick Hendricks just putting his name on it and signing the yeah. paychecks. Mm-hmm. Because and and we'll get in this we'll, uh, we'll we'll leave that for later whenever we go on to that, but that's a good segue over into the Cup Series. Um Cup Series was a snooze fest. It was for so, the most part. It was so and so bad. I think the the main thing that really made it bad was they did not divide up the stages well. Yeah, so the stages were 65, 65, 70. And then they they go around on the caution, so they started with 65 laps. So yeah, they were so all it, the same, yeah, basically. That Pretty much that's how it was. So we already talked about the lineup being uh, Logano, McDowell, Reddick, Bell is 1, 2, 3, 4. Elliott was fifth, Cindric sixth, <clears throat> Bowman seventh, Denny Hamlin eighth, Hosevar ninth, John Hunter tenth. And going into stage one, Chase Elliott won stage one, Kyle Larson second, Ross Chastain third, uh, Bowman fourth, Byron fifth, Kyle Busch sixth, Denny Hamlin, Bubba and Martin and Suarez was your top ten in stage one. Okay, stage one was a total crapshoot. There was like no passing. They were not going. They were they were they were less than fifty percent throttle. And before before anybody says, well, then why did they change it? Because I know we have some people that are not big in the NASCAR. Don't watch this. Well, then how did you know so and so not win stage one if there's no passing? There's still a strategy in the fact that your pit window is forty. <laughs> the pitting. The first pit that they did, all of them. Oh, it, they, yeah. They all. It's like none of them knew how to pit at Daytona. Like none of them ever did it before. It was so bad. The on and off was so bad. People were well, not almost even on crashing and off, each getting other, into, getting on, into their stalls. Yeah, people were almost crashing into each other to get into their pit boxes. It was so bad. You could tell it was the first race of the season. Not even talking about the duels, but like a first racing season with more than like 20 cars in it. Yeah. Because of how everything was. Because, so everybody went into pit the first time because we had, we had our accident. Uh, we had our first, first accident, which took out, uh, Kaz Grala, Carson Hosevar, Harrison Burton, Austin Dillon was involved in it. Michael McDowell, uh, good old seven time was in it. Yeah. Which, I mean, he, he you got to learn how to just, Stop, because he stunk it up the rest of the time. Same thing with Austin Dillon. I think He's, Austin Dillon well, actually came back also, up. Also, it's silly for him because <coughs> he, I think he just is like, oh, it's the Day- Daytona 500. It's so important, so I need to be in it. But he sucks at, at super speedway racing. Like, he always has. He's always stunk. And you can say, oh, he won so many. Yeah, and the only way that he won them is by crashing out the whole field and not getting in the crash and then he would win it okay he was horrible at super speedway racing yeah so going back to the whole thing with the stage <clears throat> pit windows about 40 40 laps 40 to 44 laps i think is what it is for your fuel window yeah so you had this strategy and that's how people changed around and got up because when we look at the end of stage two and you still see the usual suspects up there 
you know, you had Blaney took the stage two, then you had Cindric, Suarez was third, Kyle Busch fourth, Tyler Reddick, William Byron, Bubba Wallace, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., AJ Allmendinger, Chris Busher, tenth. So a lot of the other guys were further back because the way they pitted. Yeah. Taking fuel, whatnot. And the second stage, like the last two laps of the second stage, I would say is when they finally decide they're going to race. <clears throat> well, if you listen to like Eric Jones, it wasn't even that. It was the last 40 laps of the race in total. So yeah, they was- were they were running like 50% on 50% in, in the draft and a whole bunch of the other guys. So they were talking about it on and you could you could see it. It was Jimmy Johnson and somebody else. They were going fast enough at, at full throttle. They were actually catching the pack, which that doesn't happen at super yeah. speedways. The pack will blow away two yeah. cars by themselves because yeah. they're just it's the pack racing, that's what happens. Yeah. Not this year because of fuel savings. Yeah. They have, in my opinion, they got to get this whole idea of fuel savings out. Whether they readjust the strategy, the the, the stage window, yeah, stage need, breaks, they need to readjust the <clears throat> stage breaks. Definitely, make them smaller. Make it forty. Make it forty. Make it whatever, and then make it you know eighty or something, something crazy need, like they that. They need a bigger where they forty, sixty, one hundred. There you go. Yeah, something like that. They really, they really need. It. I feel like. Um, the trucks theirs was the best, but it was uh, still broken up too. Yeah, but they had so many crashes, so it that didn't even really matter. Yeah. But looking at the different stages, they had the best broken up. I felt like um, it was horrible. It was it was just that's what it did. So everyone was just like, "Oh, let's just save fuel, save yeah. fuel." And save listening fuel. listening and, to Truex on the radio, he was getting frustrated not just so much because his spotter, which I don't know what the heck happened there over the year, over the off season. His spotter was putting him in bad positions, but he was just sitting there like, what are we doing? Let's go. Let's go. And I think a lot more drivers felt that same notion that Truex did. I mean, Eric Jones came out and said, he's like, that was born in. He's like, this, this is a quality. We're supposed to be putting on a good quality product out there. Yet we're just sitting around half throttle for three quarters of the race. In the last quarter, we're like, let's hurry up and go. Yeah. Fuel savings is killing super speedway racing. Yes. We're probably going to see it again this weekend in Atlanta. I really hope not. (laughs) But, you know, going on to that whole idea. So after that race or after that, we, we start going around we had uh, the last set of pits. One of the last, I think it was going to be the last set of pits before the race, if it stayed green. You had like Truex running eighth, Byron Chastain, Lajoy was doing really good. Yeah, um, Haley was doing really well in a, in a Rick Ware car yes. mm-hmm. up there before i think before the end of stage two after stage or after that he got shuffled back he actually got shuffled back at the end of stage two on yeah. the results but like you had cory lajoy was hanging with them a lot and oh yes definitely <clears throat> but he you had you had your usual guys that were going up there and making their charge you had logano up there you had denny up there the the people that if you don't logano have any- was Logano was stressing me out because he blocks way too much and way too late. He was stressing me out. <laughs> well, and, and we'll we'll get into that 
in a little bit on the, the very last. So there was two more big wrecks. One huge wreck. Collected 18 cars. It was the 48 doing 48 stuff. So Alex Bowman... I, I, wrecked the whole field. Yeah, they they came up, they went up like they were going to go middle, and they went back down. And when he went back down, he caught Kesla. Uh, uh, no, no, the he 20, hit William Byron. Yeah, he ha- he hit William Byron. William Byron came up and then hit Keselowski, spun yes. Keselowski sideways, and collected the whole stinking field. Yes. And if you're if you're one of these people out there, which you don't listen to this podcast, blaming it on Ross Chastain, you need to get your head checked. Yes. And you need to put your Polish dinner <laughs> May- jacket on. Majorly need to get your head checked. Because Ross was... So Ross was leading the race at the time. Yes. And he is very aggressive, but he had nothing to do with this. This was no. Bowman either, you know, maybe Byron checked up and Bowman hit him. I this was This was an HMS thing doing HMS stuff. Yes. Yes. On a super speedway. Yes. Because that by no means that should have ever happened. And that collected so many stinking people. And the the fact that on post-race interviews, both of those guys did not bat an eye or even mention it. No, on there. they didn't. So, you know, and everybody's quick to bl- throw shade at uh, Ross Chastain, which we'll get to why they throw Chastain, throwing- okay, as much as people are saying it was his fault and all this thing, Chastain ran that the, the lead so much cleaner than... Yeah, the, but the other people that they talk about, he did it better than Joey Logano was doing it. He was doing, he was leading that that race very well. He was blocking, but he wasn't blocking too late. He was there was none of that. He yeah, was doing very the, well. The thing that they're going to get with Chastain about <clears throat> is what happened at the end of the race. At the end of the race, we had some guys drop down. Mm-hmm. They actually got below. They actually got a tire below the yellow, double yellow line. So Chastain saw it. Corey was following with him. Bowman was following with him. They dropped down into that middle lane because mm-hmm. they were running that third lane up high. So the guys moved from first lane to like almost no lane. They moved to that second lane, almost first lane. So they're they're middle they're middle bottom of the track, and then they start. Oh, we're we're below the double yellow. We need to come back up. And that's when it happened. Mm-hmm. And people want to blame Chastain for what happened and what did that. Unless your name's Austin Cindric, then you're going to blame Corey LaJoy because uh, that's another story for another time. But <laughs> Austin Cindric is just like out Austin Cindric can't. He's not that good at these. He got lucky his his rookie year okay. winning that race. But also he also he's also another one of those people that doesn't want other drivers up there. He only wants the people that he usually races with race with him. And he's so dead, he doesn't want he's them dead up there. set on that stuff because when you go in, I, it was either in the, I think it was in the, in the duels, Michael McDowell's like, I want to get out of here. I want to get back. Yeah. I want to save. And Cindric's like, no, no. F mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. pretty yeah. much. Uh-huh. And you He would have let him go. I think Cindric gets away with a lot of crap because of Daddy. Yes. He's a good road racer. I'm not going to take that away from him. Mm-hmm. But he acts too much like a jerk. Way too much like a jerk. Yeah. And But, you know, with that being said, let's go ahead and go into our our race winners here. We're going to go we're gonna go top five because of all the crap that happened in well, this race. Okay. But that last caution, too, you didn't even get to. It, they didn't throw the caution. 
they should have thrown the caution so we would have a green white checkered. Right. Okay. We, but it know, was like Hendrick Driver was out in front for, for forty sport. years, and they're like, "Here you go, Hendrick. You get the win." Tenfold hat warning. <laughs> no, but seriously, I'm. I can. I can almost guarantee it. If Corey was in the lead, they would have hit that caution button before they passed over the line. And so this is where, and I argued with somebody that this uh, keyboard warrior on NASCAR or on Facebook about this. This is where the inconsistency of NASCAR shows. It's 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 uh, rears its ugly head yet again. Yes, it rears its ugly head with rain because we talk about you know the the one that sticks out in my head is when Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. were running away with the field. It's raining. They're saying it's raining, and they don't call it until they both spin out. Yes. And then people want to call out Kyle Busch for wrecking or for bumping the the pace car. I he had every right to do that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, whether he maybe he still should have gotten a slap on the wrist or something for that. Okay, yeah, but he had every right to do it because of how stupid NASCAR was on that. It's some it's a similar idea where you have him spinning. Why why the flip do you have green and white checkers if you're not going to use them? Especially right. in the biggest purse paying race, mm-hmm. your Super Bowl. Yes. I mean, this is like watching the stinking. We're tired of seeing it end on a. Clock we're tired of seeing the Kansas City Chiefs win the Super Bowl and Patrick Mahomes and Mr. Pfizer run around, aka Travis Kelsey. This is Hendrick Motorsports. Hendrick Motorsports equals. The Kansas City Chiefs right now. I mean, we can conspiracy theory all I want, but it's like when it, whenever Hendrick is out there, it's like they give it to him. Okay? They had, what was it, Circuit of America where they had the rain? Circuit of America, they had the rain. They gave it to Chase Elliott. They gave it to Chase Elliott because but, it was their 500th win. But last year, going back to Circuit of America, and we're talking about green and white checkers, Reddick had three green and white checkers before. In a row. Yeah, mm-hmm. in a row. That they just kept throwing it. He won that of, race three times. So it, at the, you know, and this is why this podcast will not get media credentials with NASCAR. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really annoying because it's when you watch when you watch the race and you see how fast they hit the the caution um, button. Like what happened when we were actually at Pocono. It's a person is just spinning on the track and it's caution right away. Yeah. We're in the turn. The light's right there. Yeah. It was right away. But but, but at but, the but. end of the race and they're a half a mile from the the fin the the check the finish line and they don't throw yeah. They don't throw the caution because they're like, oh, you think he's fine? He's fine. And he wasn't fine. And then they throw the caution after Danny Hamlin goes over. And everyone knows that was a makeup from last year because of the tape issue and him getting disqualified. Yeah. And it's just the inconsistencies of during that race, as soon as someone spun, the caution light was out. Someone spins and they don't throw the caution. And then... Then it ends on a caution, and you're like, "What was the point of having the enforce getting this green white checkered so that ever so the fans can be happy and it can finish how it should finish?" And they decide not to use it. Right. So, I mean, if you haven't figured it out yet, a Hendrick Motorsports car won the race. Our top five were Bubba Wallace fifth, Corey LaJoy fourth, Seabell third, Bowman second, Byron first. This is. Hendrick Motorsports, ninth Daytona 500 win, tying them with Petty Enterprises. And 
you know, I think you had mentioned something where this was 40 years to the date. Yeah, it was 40 years to the date. That the 24 car was in. Rick Hendrick goes, we couldn't have written a better script. And I'm like. You can't say you that crap. You just literally just said that. You can't say that crap on TV. Yeah, he said it, that it, right this on is, TV. This is like, you know, and I don't want to get political on this this podcast. I want to stay away from that. But it's like people that say that, you know, s- certain political parties say the quiet part out loud. Mm-hmm. Or even just anybody saying the quiet part out loud. That mm-hmm. sounds like what Rick Hinder did. So, then, so they interviewed Byron. He's like, I'm just a kid racing on computers and winning the Daytona 500. 26-year-old Byron said, who picked up the 11th Cup Series victory of his career and his second at Daytona. Uh, that That's probably about 75% of his Cup Series wins have come in the past you know, year and one uh, season in one month mm-hmm. because of how many he won. I think he's going to win 10, 15 races. And Rick Hendrick is putting all his chips in that 24 to go out in there and win the championship. Can somebody stop him? I hope so because I can't stand William Byron. I can't stand Hendrick Wintersports. I used to like him. I can't stand him anymore. I don't like Hendrick either. Um, I I don't like William Byron just for the fact of he's I call him vanilla. He's so plain. He doesn't he doesn't have a personality. It's like I mean obviously he has a personality, but he's not. It doesn't he doesn't have a personality as a race car driver like his own kind of thing. It's the the Hendrick drivers are like all the same it's just just little minions they just work for their master and they can't they can't have a personality almost and there's a certain someone that i will call out to his face and i'm going to call him out here that he's a bandwagon fan he's also a frankie muniz fan (laughs) but he's a bandwagon fan because he just started he he admitted it he started following william byron last year <laughs> because he won a bunch of races. Because he won a bunch of races. Mm-hmm. We're going to Atlanta. I was next- so so tired of winning races. It was just like and like, but it's it's the same thing. Like I used to really like Larson, but then that whole thing happened with Larson, and it's like they stifled him. Like he can't have a personality anymore. And I liked him for his personality. He was like, uh, like he was really good at at races him and him and Truex were having that one year was like back and forth back and forth back and forth and he was like he was he was crashing himself out because he was getting too close to the wall and right and different things that's Larson doing Larson things right but I mean he had a personality he'd just be like yeah I got too close to the wall hit the wall you know he was like it was fun racing now it's like he can he can't say anything so I so I heard somebody say that Dale Denner Jr. came out and said Lord Joy's gonna win a race and go to the playoffs. If he keeps running like he did, which please Spire, Spire, do something. You got a ton of money that throws Zane Smith in that car, that seventy-seven, uh, seventy-one car. Spend it and put it Corey LaJoy. And for everybody that wants to crap all on Corey LaJoy, the dude went out there and ran clean yes, up he top did. Mm-hmm. for a ton of the race. Yes, the dude's got it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got the pedigree coming from his dad, Randy. Mm-hmm. He's he's been he's he he's, did a great job in the trucks too. People people want to forget though too, because you say yeah he did a good job in truck race. But I'm going back to history. People forget that he was whipping the likes of Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, yeah. and all that. Yeah. And he decided to go a different path. Yeah. And then he had to grind his way back up. Yeah. So that dude can race whether you mm-hmm. like it or not. Mm-hmm. And you know more more props to him for 
doing it with a smaller team. And he has a freaking personality. Like, get some drivers with personality. Come on. So, with that being said, too, uh, what we were talking about, Cindric came out and made a comment <clears throat> pretty much blaming LaJoy for taking him out because he was like, oh, Corey LaJoy tried to fit himself in there when there wasn't a spot. I mean, you know, and then it's racing, but, you know, he's got to... So, they talked to LaJoy about it. And he, first of all, he's like, you know, it sucks the wreck and all that. We're trying our best. We, we, had our, we, we put ourselves in a position to win this race. And couldn't ask for anything better. Same thing Chastain was saying. He's like, I can sleep at night because I, yeah. I made a chance for this yeah. race. So then then Bob Pockers goes and asks him about Cindric calling him out on his racing. He's like, well, you know, he's done some pretty dumb stuff, too. It and, was the last lap of the race. Yeah. And we're not friends. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. And so many people support Corey Joy. Uh, you know, if you haven't, for people that are new to this podcast... This podcast, the we're, we try to stay unbiased, but we are... We are slightly biased because we don't like Hendrick. Yes, but when it comes to a majority of the drivers, we are Martin Trex Jr. fans. We are Corey LaJoy fans. Mm-hmm. We are Blaney fans. Mm-hmm. And this isn't bandwagon Blaney fans. This is, you know, Blaney back with Wood Brothers fans. Yes. And so, you know, we have our things. We're starting to... We, we, we disliked Kyle Busch for the longest time. Now we're starting to like him. Um, I don't know that I'd say to start. I'm starting to like. Him. Okay, okay. Well, then I'm starting to like him because he's not becoming much of a donkey anymore. Yes, he is. A, he's, he's he's definitely it, it's like matured. Kevin. It's like Kevin Harvick. He's Kevin Harvick when he was racing, minus the fight that he got with Chase Elliott in 2020. I think it was 2020, where when they we had the whole you know Happy New Year, Merry Off Season comment. <laughs> he toned himself down with getting older. Yes, and I think that's because he saw himself in his son. But mm-hmm. that's. Anyway, that's I digress. Anyway, I but so, I I I really enjoy racing. I like I like a lot of different drivers. There's just certain ones I don't like. Like I do not like Austin Dillon. I don't think no. Austin Dillon is a good race car driver. The only way he can win is if it rains or he he. The only reason Austin out. Dillon is in a car is because RC is grandpa. Yeah, I mean he literally like. You better hope that he's not behind you on the last lap because he will crash you, you out. Um, Corey LaJoy, Atlanta, two years ago. Yeah. So enjoy racing, and that's the frustrating part about watching it on TV is because TV picks their favorites to show. Yes. They show the leaders, but then they show their favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the thing. That that really annoyed me, too, because they, they talk... You know, they obviously they talked to William Byron because he won, and then they talked to Bowman because he came in second, which Bowman's only came in second because he crashed the field twice. And then they go Chase Elliott, who came in 14th. I'm like, why did we not talk to Seabell or Corey LaJoy? Yeah, exactly. Especially Corey LaJoy because. He came in fourth, and he, you know, he's right. been he's been hustling. He's really been working his way up mm-hmm. into that, and it's just like. There's so much pushback. It's like they only want their their drivers that they right. want up there. And if somebody else comes up there, it's no, no, no. Plus, he's got and a I pretty... I don't like that at all. Plus, he's got a pretty kick-butt podcast, Stacking Pennies. He does. And I really like his Chili's car. Yeah, the Chili's car was pretty awesome. It was. Especially when he put margaritas in the gas can. <laughs> in the commercial. Yeah. Anyway, we are moving on to Atlanta. Our next race, super speedway race, reconfigured Atlanta more spicy more interesting 
We'll see what happens going through there. Our weekend schedule is going to be starting with Friday. We have qualifying with trucks on FS1. We have Xfinity qualifying at 4.30. So trucks start at 3 Eastern. Uh, Xfinity qualifying is going to be at 4.30 Eastern FS1. And I believe it's going to be MRN and Sirius XM for radio broadcast for everything. Then we go into Saturday. we got cup qualifying at 11.30 a.m. Our truck race will be at 2 p.m. Eastern. Xfinity race will be at 5 p.m. All on FS1. And then we move over into Sunday. And Sunday will be 3 p.m. So probably starting at 3.30. And that's going to be on Fox in the afternoon. Forecast is looking like no rain. So hopefully we'll get it in on the weekend. And not another Sunday race. I feel like Sunday the race. Fox coverage is just not very good. And we have like 8 million commercials. And no, the, and that's that's another point of frustration. <laughs> and I know Mike Joy has come out and said some stuff about it. But there's been a lot of a lot of commercials during the race, and it's during the beginning of the race, and you know during the middle of the race, and then they go side by side. But yeah. then, and then, but the, another thing that's frustrating is because they want to get everything in and repeat it because they missed the pre-race show, which the pre-race show was on anyway on Sunday. They replay a lot of this under the helmet stuff and nonsense yeah. and mm-hmm. things like the the whole Daniel Suarez versus SVG yes. mini golf. We really, that, we like, want to put that in the four big screen. Times. So, like, I, I'm sorry, Mike Joy. I don't like that. You got to make your money, but at the same time, you guys are talking about streaming services, NASCAR as a whole. Put it out on a streaming service, charge an X amount of money for it, and make the make it just 100% race coverage. You don't have to have a broadcaster broadcasting the entire time. Let them go on commercial break because yeah, they got to get water, mm-hmm. they got to do whatever. But keep the race up going. I mean, you get away with it with the app, but the app's off sync from your TV because your TV's always going to have a delay. Mm-hmm. So anyway, we're going into Atlanta. Do you have any winners you think are going to happen for Cup Series or Xfinity Series? We won't even cover truck because truck's too iffy. I, the, I have a better idea of who if they would have actually raced the Daytona 500. They did not race. And... I really hope that Atlanta's not like that either. Like, oh, let's save gas, save gas. It's stupid. Well, it's a smaller... Luckily, it's a smaller track, so they probably won't have to do that much of that. Hopefully. I don't know. I just, like, I can't think, like, who I think is going to stand out. I mean, Corey is really good at Atlanta. Yeah. And it would be nice the for Fords him to The Fords are pretty good at Atlanta, too. Um, I don't know. I don't know. We'll I see. can go Seabell again. I picked Seabell for... Yeah. So we'll see what happens going on. We'll, we will see you guys um, Wednesday after the race in Atlanta, barring any crazy rain. And uh, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Hope you have a great weekend. And please don't forget to like, comment, and share this podcast. Have a great one, guys. Bye-bye.